Let's talk some money in politics. We have a big treat. Roman Durabi, former White House Deputy Director of Strategic Comms and founder and CEO of Durabi Strategies, LLC, and my brother, Steve Moore, author of Trumponomics and FreedomWorks and Committee to Unleash Prosperity Hotline and all things that are good. First of all, kids, uh, happy, happy New Year. Thanks for doing this. Happy New Year, Larry, Steve. Oh, my gosh, what an exciting day. <laughs> well, happy Roma, New Year. You were, you were on Cudlow last last night? I was, but you weren't there. <laughs> no, I, I took the week off. Got to give me a week off. But you're becoming a cult figure, Roma, Ravi. That's what's happening here. <laughs> <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful. And Steve Moore, um, you never stop working. You're as bad as I am. What, uh, you're our quarterback for the Save America Coalition. So give us a rundown. How do you see things? Uh, Schumer wants a vote. I don't know if he gets it in January or February. Uh, I still don't think Manchin's going to make a deal. I don't, I, I don't think so. But what's what's your outlook, Steve, on, on uh, saving America and kill the bill? Well, you know, let's kind of review what happened uh, fiscally in 2021 uh, because it was a horrible year for our budget situation. It, it started out with a trillion dollars that was in the pipeline from the last COVID relief bill. And then I remember right out of the gates, Biden passed the $1.9 trillion uh, blue state bailout bill. And then uh, they passed a $1.1 trillion infrastructure bill. So you add that up, that's $4 trillion right there. So, you know, the, the idea that we need another 4 to $5 trillion of spending is absolutely outrageous and absurd and destructive. So um, there is no rationale whatsoever from, for this bill. Um, and, I'm worried. I mean, I do worry that the two Joes are going to get together, Larry, Joe Biden and Joe Manchin, and sit down and make a deal. I hope I'm wrong about that. Uh, Manchin um, has said that he might he'd be willing to raise tax rates on the rich. Uh, now, you've made a good point, which is Kristen Sinema, the other Arizona, the, the other Senate Democrat who has voiced some opposition to this bill. And said she doesn't want to raise the tax rate. So I don't know how they get to 50, but I, I guess my, my message to you and our, uh, and all the listeners is we cannot rest on our laurels here. We right. have to keep making the case that this bill is bad for America. Yeah, I agree 100%. I always thought, by the way, Manchin was the guy to cut spending and cinema was the one right. to stop, stop tax right. hikes. Now, Joe, Joe Manchin, who has done the Lord's work, there's no question about that. The Lord's work uh, has always been shaky uh, on the taxes. But cinema uh, right. from Arizona, um, much, much better. But Roma, you know, look, you're a comms specialist, strategic comms. I, the Bidens, Joe Biden in particular, start with him at the very top. I just think the case they make that, you know, this will spur growth, lower inflation, cut poverty, you know, entitlements and child tax credits and all of the woke stuff that is involved in this. You know, add to that the disaster at the southern border, uh, add to that the law and order, you know, defund 
police stuff, his racial divisions. You know, he, he, he gives his opinions about these court decisions and then he's wrong and then he's sullen about it. Uh, I mean, Roma, I, I don't, they are the worst communicators I've ever seen. I guess that's what I'm getting to. They're, they're so bad at this. And I wondered, you know, as a specialist in this, what you think? Well, Larry, as the, the first day of the year, I'm going to do my best to keep it positive and keep it uplifting. <laughs> the, you know, the, the guys in Washington are doing a pretty tough job for, for us on that front. But, you know, today should really be a day filled with euphoric joy and peace and hope and happiness. And when I opened up my email this morning, the headline from Politico Playbook said, how bad will 2022 be for the Democrats? <laughs> I mean, but, but that's a wonderful message. <laughs> I said, all right, well, I guess they're really diving headfirst into this new year. But, you know, 2021 was a really tough year for a lot of people. And I think with failure after failure for Joe Biden, you're going to find that Americans are really turning to Republicans for hope this year. You know, it is hard not to sound like a Debbie Downer when you list off everything that happened like you just did. You know, the border and Afghanistan and COVID and the rising inflation rate, which they've finally, you know, succumbed to the fact that it is not transitory. Mm. But it's going to be tough for the Democrats to find a way to be positive, to have anything positive to talk about. And they've started complaining about it in the media. I don't know if you guys remember a story from a week or two ago where they said the press is tougher on Joe Biden than they are on Donald Trump. (laughs) Sure. We laugh about that because it's just crazy to hear. But the reason, uh, the only reason I could come up with, with why that would potentially be a story in the first place, is because the headlines are so negative, because the policy is so bad. If the Mm. policy wasn't so bad, they wouldn't have to write negative stories in the first place. I Mm. mean, they made stuff up when we were in office. We had the most amazing policies in the world, and somehow they figured out how to make it sound bad. But we'll see. I mean, this new year, I I have hope, but I think the hope is going to lead in the state state issues, state Republicans that are taking back, you know, power. And, and I'm, I'm very hopeful to see that happen. Yeah. You know, Steve, I, I think um, I think Rome is right. Look at the Democrats start the year in terrible shape. Uh, the polling is very bad, of course. The polling among independents is horrific, actually. Um, so if the president's polling is down, 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 isn't that going to drag the Democrats, uh, the congressional Democrats down with it? I mean, unless you think that's going to change and Biden's going to have a fabulous comeback. So are the cards in place for the congressional sweep that we hope will happen? Or do you think it's going to be trickier? No, I think it's going to be a uh a huge, huge tidal wave year for the Republicans in November. Uh, You know, you and I have uh, lived through, we lived through what happened in 1994 after Bill Clinton's Mm -hmm. first two years. 
and what happened in 2010 after Barack Obama's first two years in office. And and in all three of these cases, these Democratic presidents came in and misread the mood and the desires of the American people. Look, the American people don't want all this spending mm-hmm. and debt. Mm-hmm. They didn't want it. They, you know, they, they a lot of voters didn't like Donald Trump. But you know what? People are looking back and saying, boy, I really like his policies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those policies are looking better every single day. And so I don't the Biden and the left have completely, in my opinion, misread the mood of the American people. We're not. This is a center right country. I, I don't know if you guys agree with me on that, but I, I, mm-hmm. I believe this is a center right country. It is not a center left country and it's certainly not a far left country. And, you know, you can't sell lemon lemons to the american people these are mm. these are really bad policies and americans can smell it out and so uh, yeah and the, and they need to be punished the democrats need mm. to be punished for their bad behavior <laughs> and yeah. then the way to punish them is to throw them out as happened in 94 and happened in 2010 and uh and so I, i'm thinking 35 seats in the house and maybe a net pickup of two or three in the senate which mm. would be a lot given that republicans have more seats to defend than the democrats do yep 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 i i think you're right roma um last weekend i was, I was doing a show sunday uh filling in for my pal maria bartiromo and um our great friend Steve Miller was on. He's a brilliant guy, uh, you yeah. know, Trump policy advisor, speechwriter, etc. He made an interesting point. Get your take on it. He said that the Biden story is the greatest. He called it the greatest uh, bait and switch in political history, meaning <laughs> that Biden. I know it's a very Miller esque thing, but it was cool, <laughs> and he got a lot of coverage for it. Um, you know. Biden ran as a moderate and is governing as a far lefty. So the bait was vote for me. I'm a moderate. The switch was, whoops, I've gone completely woke and, and, and far left. Now, my question, Roma, is will can Biden live that down? Can he live that down? Is that perception going to change? Well, you know, our friend Stephen Miller always has the best little punchline. So uh, <laughs> I loved mm-hmm. that one. We shared it. We loved that one. Uh, you know, it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough for Joe Biden to convince the American people to trust him again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think we were all told as a very young child growing up by your grandmother or your mother, whoever it be in your family, actions speak louder than words. And the American people have seen that Joe Biden is not keeping to his word. That is one of the toughest things that you can do as a leader is say one thing, do another, and then expect people to continue to follow you. Mm. You really need to be careful with that. And I think Joe Biden is going to have a real wake-up call this year. I mean, it's, it's overwhelming. The people in this country... They're looking at the numbers. You can pivot around some failed policies, you know, but lucky for us, the Republicans running for the seats against these Democrats trying to unseat members around the country, take back the House, take back the Senate. Money is money. Numbers are numbers. And, you know, so the famous saying goes, it's the economy, stupid. Mm. You can have 
big corporations that are raising their prices, but the consumers and the small businesses, they're going to be the ones that pay for it. I'll go on a little tangent here really quick. I'm in San Diego celebrating the new year, beautiful mm. beach town of California. And the Stop bragging. Stop bragging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you guys some pictures later. <laughs> the sales tax here is about 8.75%. And when I was at dinner last night, we got the bill, and there was a random quote-unquote surge charge of Mm. almost 4% added to the bottom of the bill. Why? Because you have small businesses that are already struggling, trying to recover from a pandemic, dealing with mandates, vaccine mandates for their employees and their customers, and now they have inflation on charge of that. And they have all of the ports that have their supplies stuck in the middle of the ocean, Hmm. the boats in the middle of the ocean because the ports are overwhelmed. So the the American people are struggling. All of the burden that is hitting is passed down to the people who are just trying to live their lives, just trying to go out to dinner with their family. And, you know, that's the really tough story to spin. It goes back to the communications question mm-hmm. that you asked me earlier, Larry, they've got a tough job to do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm not one for predictions, but I am an optimist. And I think yeah. 2022 looks really good for Republicans. Mm-hmm. Well, let, let me just add something to what you just said, because I just actually spent the last uh, four or five days in Miami. And uh, you know, <laughs> I go to, and by the way, the weather was absolutely spectacular. So it was a really wonderful trip. But by the way, I, I traded, I stayed at the Trump Doral, Larry, which is oh, great. How, how was that, by the way? It's right. Uh, it's like <laughs> 10 minutes from the, uh, from the uh, Miami airport. So huh. it's a great, great resort. You if you like to play the AOC in Miami, did you? <laughs> yeah, <what's that? laughs> Uh, AOC was in AOC was spotted in Miami. There's a point to my bringing this up, which is that, you know, when I go to New York, I'm, you know, I live in Maryland, which are democratic, pretty democratic states. I mean, New York's obviously very democratic. And you go to Florida, you feel like you're in a different country, Larry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Really? Mm-hmm. Everything's open. People are happy. You know, the, you know, now people are being safe. You know, there's some social distancing and you know, people are wearing masks and that kind of thing. But you can do what you want to do. You have freedom. It's a freedom state. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is why I think these census that we haven't talked about this, I think, yet, Larry, but that's those census numbers that came out last week showing a rapidly accelerating exodus of people out of the high tax high regulation, labor, you know, union labor run states to states with low income taxes, economic freedom, you know, political freedom. Uh, And it's not just weather. I mean, people do move to these places because of the weather. But why are people leaving San Diego, for goodness sakes? I mean, because people Mm -hmm. want freedom Mm -hmm. and low tax. I think that's great. I think you're totally right. By the by, um, well, two things. Number one. If New York and New York City don't wise up, right. they're going to lose. I mean, they've already lost. I mean, the out-migration has been phenomenal. I just You had a thing in the hotline about this, as I recall. But look, at um, the financial industry has always been the backbone of right. New York City for a long time. So if they continue to tax and regulate and mandate and whatever, and crime and so forth, we got a new mayor. I hope he lives up to it. But 
Miami can become the banking financial center of the uh, country. It can replace New York. And all these banks and hedge funds and private equities uh, and now techies are moving to Florida because of the freedoms, because of the freedoms. Absolutely. And Miami is already the financial and cultural center of all Latin America. Right. And the banking thing is coming. New York is going to lose it. uh, And it's going to be a gargantuan change, a gargantuan change. And you have my related point, Steve, is you have the two polar opposites. You have the California model of, uh, you know, taxing and regulating and climate changes and mandates and so forth. And you have the Florida model with no taxes and, you know, pro-business. Joe Biden has chosen California, hasn't he? And he's attacked Florida relentlessly. So he doesn't get it. Well, you know, I was just reading this morning um, about this new policy they're considering in New York to give minorities, uh, yes. you know, first in line for health care over whites. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened to the idea of America just being a colorblind society? I mean, mm-hmm. all this wokeism, I would add that to the equation. You know, people mm-hmm. are sick of it. People are sick of it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> judge people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, period. Mm-hmm. By the way, New Yorkers are sick of it. Yeah. Sick, you know, New York is not a happy place right now. I mean, I'm Judy and I are back here. You know, we've, except for the th- three years in Washington, we've been in New York, uh, I don't know, 25, 30 years. Um, New York is just not a happy place. And I love the city, or I want to love the city, but the city has changed just in the three years that we were away. So we've lived here now for a year uh, since coming back. It's not a happy place. It's not a successful place. It's a high anxiety place. Uh, it's a crime place, and it's a tax place. Larry, so, is, the, is the mayor going to change that climate? Well, you know, uh, Eric Adams is saying all the right things, and we are very hopeful. Uh, friends of mine, uh, John Katz. Good. You know, we have the Police Athletic League. He gave a very good speech there uh, a week or mm-hmm. two back. Um, and I met with him before the election, liked it a lot. He's saying the right thing, Steve. He's got socialist city council. They're all crazy. Uh, they don't like cops. They're all woke. It's insane. And they've got a socialist legislature, Democratic legislature uh, in Albany. So I can't answer that. I mean, I think Adams will wage a pretty good fight. But I don't know. The trend lines here, the trend lines here are wrong. Florida, Texas, Tennessee. I mean, Steve, you write about this constantly. You're an expert in state and locals, you and Arthur. The trend lines are all wrong. They're just all wrong. I don't know how the hell that gets reversed, honestly. You know, Roma, Judy and I lived for a year, year and a half in Rancho Santa Fe. I don't know if I told you that. Outside yeah. Of, <clears throat> yeah, it's heaven. It's absolutely heaven on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you go down to Del Mar and all those beach towns, lovely uh, San Diego is a wonderful place, except that they have to pay taxes and health care and spending and climate change and <laughs> they hate cars. And it's, it's just nutty. It's nutty. Weather notwithstanding. Yeah. 
It's really tough. It is. But the only way that it's going to change is if people really take control of their local elections and get involved. Yep. And, you know, this yep. was my message last time I was on your radio show, Larry. Mm-hmm. We have an opportunity right now to really make a difference and make some really big change. Go back to the America that we all know and love, the land of the free, where everyone is equal, just like Steve said. So, you know, I understand the mass exodus. I do. I have many family and friends who have moved to freer states like Florida and Texas and so on. But if you can hold the line, if you can really push in this next year, these next two years, I think we can see a big change. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that we had a Republican who won the state of California. It's possible. Mm. It's, a, it's a dream of mine. Mm. <laughs> but I think, it's, you know, I think we really have to not give up because the second we give up, they win. Well, I don't want to be a De- Debbie Downer here, uh, <laughs> but I have to say that, as you as you know, Larry, I, I hail from uh, the great city of Chicago, which I mm. still think is one of the great cities in the world. And, uh, what is happening in Chicago is very similar to what's happening in New York. And I don't know if you saw the story, either of you, about the Chicago teachers unions. Ninety percent, nine out of ten of the teachers voted yeah. not to teach. Right. They don't yeah. want to open up the schools. And I am so fed up with this, Larry. Mm-hmm. I, I want to issue a profanity, but I'm not going to. But I'm going to say this. If these teachers don't want to teach, get rid of them and get um, we can find people to teach our kids. The mm-hmm. idea that we're not going to open up our schools in January uh, this month is outrageous. It's child abuse. It's doing great damage to our society. The schools are for the parents and the kids, not the teachers' unions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, right. That is, uh, that is the exact stat that I used on Larry's TV show yesterday. So we are, <laughs> we are well, I was locked up. <laughs> well, look at um, <clears throat> the Department of Justice in cahoots with the um, school boards and the teachers' union, have, you know, basically sided against the parents. They sided against the parents. And they want to let the teachers' union run it uh, with their crazy CRT woke stuff. And there you have it. And the teachers' unions, I mean, they don't want to teach. They Omicron is an excuse. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to pan out because it's, I think it's already fading. But, you know, they didn't want to teach last year. They didn't want to teach this year. Everybody's lost respect for the teachers. Get rid of them. Get rid of them. I agree. I agree. And, you know, school choice is so important here, which means you get to, you know, recruit faculty that you want to teach. Yeah. Steve Moore, let me just quickly. Um, uh, Kevin McCarthy, our great friend, is pulling together, uh, I don't know if it's like the Newt's, Newt Gingrich's contract with America, but they are pulling together kind of a statement of principles and so forth. Do you know much about that? Should you and I get involved in that thing? Yeah, we should. I don't know a lot about the details, but I like the idea a lot. I think Republicans yeah. not just be against what Biden is against. And then that may be enough to just be against what Biden's trying to do. But, yeah, let's have an agenda 
of, uh, you know, reducing taxes, of educational freedom and choice, of, uh, you know, rebuilding our cities. I love when, remember when Trump used to say, what do you got to lose? (laughs) Yes. People in these democratic cities uh, of of revamping the tax system, of of a war on waste in government. All Mm. of these things I think would be extremely populist. And uh, yeah, we should, because uh, Republicans need to run on a, a positive optimistic message for america i mean roma i i think you know going after biden and so forth is good i mean he's obviously a target rich uh guy but i think as a statement of principles not details but just a statement of principles now uh, the gop would would benefit from that but i interviewed senator mcconnell the other day uh who who and i i like mitch mcconnell he's a very old friend and a very wily guy i don't come after him but he said just attack he didn't think positive what do you think roma real fast well you know i think we do need to look at a broad picture here we can go after joe biden because he is an easy target but if we want to make a real difference in our country next year we have to look at every individual seat, every individual yeah. race. And I think that the, I think the Republicans are doing that. I'm very excited for this next year. Roman Darabi, a cult figure. Steve Moore, <laughs> the best of the best. Happy New Year, kids. See both Happy of you soon. Year.